0: Welcome, friends and neighbors, to the final chapter of episode 100 of The Holdup. Up.
1: We're finally here. <laughs> it's been a long month. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> a lot of recordings. It's,
0: oh, we started this in, like, uh, May. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little peek behind the curtain, folks. We, uh, we tried to get ahead of this, but, oh, man, it is uh, tough doing a weekly podcast. I, I don't know how you people do it, that do the weekly yeah. podcast. You know, good for you.
1: It's like a job.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's like a job. Yes. Oh,
0: once again, we are joined by Allison Starlock. Hello. Taking it on home for us. Just the three of us this week. Yep. Allie holding up the ladies section.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm enough woman for all that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the ladies auxiliary of the hold up. All right. So <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> for the last time, thank God, we are going to reach into the bowl and pull out either a testosterone
1: injected favorite or an estrogen laced classic. And we should do what's the count so far. So we, we this is the fifth poll. The first poll. one was safe, one of the female right. movies. Then <laughs> all men We went on a hat trick. <laughs> all dudes all the time. With Time Cop followed by True Lies, <laughs> followed by The Rock.
0: Yes, we are drenched. The Time Cop True Lies the Rock triple threat. Absolutely drenched in testosterone. <laughs> and here we go again. <laughs> I'm let's, hoping for four. Here we go. <laughs> oh, let's, God. It's oh, a God. Let's do
3: Let's do it. <laughs> let's please, do no,
0: it please, no. All right, Allie. If you would please reach into the bowl and select tonight's movie.
2: Oh, man. All right. Let's see what we got.
0: Okay. All right. The movie has been picked, folks. You want to guess what it was? <laughs> Maybe you can guess by this introduction.
2: I first saw this movie when it came, very soon after it came out, and it was directed by a then very well-beloved emerging director who had made some very interesting, very Southern films. And this was a lovely, um, quieter love story between two very regular people, except obviously they look like movie stars, in a small town in the south. And it was just full of verisimilitude and sort of uh, everything looks a little messy and dirty and funny and strange, just like I like it, and I just loved it and I haven't seen it in years. That film was David Gordon Green of The Exorcist Believer and the Halloween remakes. All the real girls.
1: Welcome at long last to part five of the hundredth episode of The Hold Up. Each month we pick a movie one of us remembers fondly but hasn't seen in years. We watch it and we decide does it hold up?
0: I'm John Longino I'm John Nelson
2: And I'm Allison Starlock
0: Oh, the
1: end is is nigh nice. yeah. Oh man,
2: David Gordon Green, huh?
1: So we're going to have just knives and stabbing and <laughs> Vomiting so, of pea soup And everything. like, I can't wait, this is
0: going to be amazing Lots of, so, dr- lots of drug references yeah.
2: So it's really, it's, it's so fascinating Being somebody who is a fan of his From basically right away From George Washington on uh, To see, now he's known for these, you know Small studio, but still studio horror films, and uh, he started with these really wild sort of slice of life art films. And he went to the North Carolina School for the Arts, and he has a lot of mutual friends of mine. Yeah, and uh, Ali
0: actually worked with a friend of his who is also now in the David Gordon Green uh, directors collective.
2: My yeah. Goodness. So yeah. So it's uh, so he's just been, always been an interesting cat to me, and um, I'm not as big a fan of his more recent work, but I have faith. You that... don't
0: think Halloween Ends is the best of the Halloween?
2: I don't.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, before... he's a
2: filmmaker that ultimately I still really respect, even though I'm not loving the latest offerings. So I don't want to like super rag because I, I I just think it's sort of interesting.
1: I wanted to before we delve in too deep into this episode. Uh, just acknowledge an email we got from Robin.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She emailed
1: us at holduppodcast at gmail.com. Oh, my and, God. What uh, was that
2: email again, John?
1: Holduppodcasts at dot com. Oh,
2: okay. Cool. Uh,
1: I can't really read it over the air because it is literally all images and GIFs and, <laughs> and memes.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's all uh, about our 100th episode. She it, congratulated us on our yes. 100th episode.
1: So thank you, Robin, for congratulating us on 100th episode. We did see it.
2: Oh, that's really that's sweet. Hey, yeah. Robin. Yes.
1: Because some people know how to party. But, um, Ali, to your point about David Gordon Green, it's interesting that you're saying you knew him from all of this work before his horror movies. I have to confess, I think, did he do The Foot Fist Way? Is that is that no, him? That no, that was Jody
2: Hill, who was, I, I Okay, who I, I used always to confuse them together. Lo- lovely guy. Yeah. I think
1: because, um, oh, what's his, uh, the, the other guy uh, produced the Halloween movies, so I sort of get confused. But I think the first David Gordon Green movie I saw was Pineapple Express maybe. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> and yeah. then and then all of these horror movies. So I have this is now hitting a zone that that I'm in no way familiar with but I've always kind of heard about. So. Oh,
2: okay. So you haven't have not seen All the Real Girls. Before. No.
1: No. Okay. So yeah, I've never I so I've never seen All the Real Girls. I have literally no idea what it's about other than Your brief intro about, I guess it's two Southern people in love. It sounded like the Bridges of Madison County or something like that. If you haven't seen it, you have no idea. Now you have to guess. What do you, John Longino, (laughs) think All the Real Girls is about? Well, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that All the Real Girls is two people in the South that fall in love. (laughs) They get married, and then they have some problems, and then... um, the wife discovers all the real girls that the guy has on the side and uh, <laughs> it becomes a real problem in their marriage and it's tears and crying. And then he dons a Michael Myers mask and starts killing everybody. <laughs> That's all the real girls, right? While,
2: uh, while on drugs. Yes.
1: No, actually, I have literally no idea. But... Well done. Well, well guessed. <laughs> now And now Allie, who
0: has seen and uh, loves the film. Because I don't remember much. about All I remember about it is that it's about a relationship between two young people, but they don't get married. So far as I remember, no, they uh, they're just dating. Is not uh, the foot fist way?
2: Danny McBride, Danny, I believe, is in it. He's in I think it, right? he was in most of his movies. Like yes. he was one of the. Like, I think that's why one I'm, of the I'm chief conflating it. Yeah. yeah,
1: that makes sense. I
0: think he was like, he was playing like side roles in David Gordon Green movies, and then mm-hmm. Jodie Hill was the first one who like put him right up front. So.
2: I think so, yeah, because he was the lead in Foot Fist Way, which is a super fun movie. Which obviously I'm a little biased because I worked with Jody right before he made that. And so I was really rooting for him to be great with it. But it that is movie. a really, really fun movie. Um, and Danny McBride is, is a national treasure. <laughs> um, even though I'm, again, I'm mixed feelings on the latest horror offerings, but I'm really, I'm still, I would still see more stuff made by these guys that is in that genre. Well,
0: yeah, know. I I don't, you know, I, I haven't been enjoying the last couple. I haven't seen Exorcist. You've seen Exorcist,
1: right? I have not actually, but I plan to. Here we come this episode uh, posting uh, towards Halloween. So we'll we'll have a brief sidebar here for Halloween <laughs> before we delve into um, all the real girls. It's interesting you all say you don't like those David Gordon Green horror movies, I really love them. Oh, like you do? Okay, I love, cool. I love, I'm a big fan, and I love the tone, and I love that they're all kind of different, and they're silly and funny and, and kind of crazy. I, I think the first one that he made was probably the best one, but yeah. but I've, I like them all for different reasons, so I'm not coming into this with any sort of recently bitter uh, taste in my <laughs> mouth. Uh, <laughs> So that's good. So I'm actually hopeful. I, I that I'm actually really excited to see David Gordon Green as a director of, of something else because I really only know him from these kind of genre movies.
2: Well, I think you'll see a lot of overlap in terms of style. I feel like his voice was clear right from the get. Like as soon as he starts making films, they feel similar to what the Halloween movies feel like. Like every it's definitely a really specific kind of small town. Um, if anything, the small town Haddonfield is obviously like, mm-hmm. is a nicer small town than the towns <laughs> that he features in his earlier films, oh, wow. yeah. okay. but they're nicer. really, it's really, yeah. Cause they're really about, um, very working class. Mm. Um, a lot of like, um, what do I even want out of life? What can I even hope for? Just a lot of, a lot of sort of all, poverty and really almost Cassavetti's ish minutia in terms of the relationships. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's not
0: a lot of plot per se. It's all character and relationship based. So, yeah. And it, well, I mean, to your point about small town living, you know, I came from Phoenix, which is not a small town, but it has that feel to it sometimes. And these characters, to me, felt very vivid and very like, oh, I knew these people. These were my, you know, friends mm. <laughs> once upon a time. So that's what, one of the reasons I really liked it the first time I saw it the only time I saw it by the way which I believe was with you right
2: probably because that was right around the time when I was like everyone watch these films that I love
0: (laughs) I only have one distinct memory of this movie whatsoever and it is a scene where the two leads the 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 dude and the girl are having a fight and she reveals something to him that he didn't know before and he says and you're expecting him to get mad and by this point you're like well he kind of deserves his anger but is he gonna do something like rash is he gonna fly off the handle i mean is he gonna be dangerous and he just gets this look on his face is like well that's just great that's fucking bitching (laughs) 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 and he's just he just i mean he doesn't hide his anger he simmers in it but i was just very impressed that he's just like well that's just great (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. I was like well that's kind of the best response it's like she can hit him with something and he's sort of like well I'm gonna to react to this unknown news but at least you know he keeps you know his anger to himself more or less which I was really like you don't really see that in movies mm-hmm. you don't see the control of somebody being reasonable and rational
2: well because I think ultimately it is like a love story that's about real love and like real right. connection and like he cares about her and he's not trying to be an asshole to her about it, but he's got his understandable big feelings. So it's like, and also the girl is Zoe Deschanel. So congratulations on that. Congratulations. (laughs) Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're She's
0: welcome. Right, I guess. <laughs>
2: Who's the dude? I forget. Paul. Last name I forgot. I feel bad because oh. I really like that actor. And Paul Nano. Suddenly, his, Dano. suddenly Paul... his last name is eluding me and I feel terrible. Because he's, he's so <laughs> spectacular in this movie. So stay tuned. We oh, will say Paul his real Rudd. name later.
1: <laughs> Paul
2: Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> Watch, it's just Paul Rudd.
1: <laughs> um, so we have been on sort of a... Um, a gender odyssey, if you will, for the month of October and our hundredth episode. Uh, Ali, I'm curious because uh, you've chosen this as a as a female movie, or I guess a, yeah. a movie that would appeal to women perhaps more than men traditionally. Yeah. So what I hear I heard you say love story I, is that why or like I don't know anything about it. So
2: well, it's a it's a love story, like I say, in a way that feels a little more that feels a little more grounded, and it's also has a lot to do with. Um, with sex and like when she's going to start having sex. Oh, okay. And it's in a way that I think is, is really uh, at least my memory of it at the time was that it was exceptional, exceptionally done for a straight man. Like the way that he approached this character, it felt incredibly sympathetic that it was like, okay, well I am in love, but does that mean I'm actually ready to start having sex and like giving Mm. it that gravity? Because these kinds of stories are usually that's sort of a given (laughs) you know or it's like oh my god there's gonna be so much shame if I do it you know and instead it lives in this in between place where it's almost about it's about the emotional responsibility of starting to have sex and, and this character being aware of that which I thought oh I don't know that I'd seen that before where it was like that sort of in between space of like I don't have any shame about this but like I know I'm gonna be a different person when I start doing this as an additional level (laughs) of responsibility and experience and all these things. And so uh, like I related to that a lot because I, I lost my virginity a bit later and I didn't have shame or weirdness about it, but I was just like, I was aware that this is a big fucking deal, you know? And like when you first have sex too, it's like it does color your experiences after that. And watching so many of my girlfriends lose their virginity so much earlier and just the fact that we say lose your virginity is already kind of fucked up, you know? <laughs> right. right, it implies
1: loss. Like, it implies like, like, it implies loss. It, grief, impl- like. it, it
2: implies that, that you are sullied in some way. Yeah. It, Im- implies
1: that it, is a,
2: it implies that you've given this yeah. gift to someone instead of something that you mutually experience. You know, like all these kinds of things. And so I just thought, oh, this is a really smart movie about... Um, navigating that and I really appreciated it so and it's just also I just genuinely thought the connection between the two of them was really sweet and I love that nobody in the movie is necessarily extraordinary really in any way apart from again it's a movie so there's beautiful people in it but it's like they're you know everybody kind of just has sort of shitty clothes and they don't (laughs) live in a great place and they're just you know nobody's like you know what I really want to do though is Pottery, and then you look at their pottery everywhere. I don't know, but it's like there's—you know what I mean? It's like there's no like great dream. Patrick
1: Swayze comes in and (laughs) starts spinning it.
2: But, you know, it's like there's usually something where it's like, you know, 500 days a summer. Behold, my architecture. You know, it's like in this, it's like I don't remember there being anything like that. Right. It's like it's they're just very ordinary out, people.
0: Yeah. Well, that was, again, the, to what I was saying and what you were saying, that was the thing that I liked about it the most. Mm-hmm. Is it terribly small stakes in the grand scheme, terribly huge stakes on an individual level, yeah. which is the kind of thing I love. So it's just, just
1: oh, go ahead. just plain ordinary Zoe Deschanel, you know. (laughs) That's that's what I mean. The every person, really, I mean.
2: Well, it's even like, if you look at the Cassavetes movies, right? Like, they're supposed to be about every people, and yet it's Jenna Rollins? Like, come on, she's, you know. It's like, hey,
1: we're we're still making a movie here. She's, yeah, she's
2: still an otherworldly being. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this motherfucker better be handsome, or I ain't gonna make this fucking thing. Even Danny McBride, who they play up as, like, the most raunchy hillbillyish dude that they can even he's a pretty good looking guy and they have to really of dirty yeah, yeah and they have to dirty him up every time you see him you
2: know? <laughs> well i think he's kind of like he's like you are john nelson where it's like oh am i gonna play a part i want to be the most ridiculous heinous per- version of whatever <laughs> i can do yeah like i think he seems to relish that because yes he's like again still a very handsome man <laughs> Yes, he's just well, like, he's doing his thing, you
0: know? Honestly, he peaked for me. And, you know, maybe he'll do something else that I love. But, like, the funniest thing I've ever seen him do still is in This Is The End, which is, you know, him and Seth Rogen and Michael Sarah, uh, all these comedians playing themselves, basically. It's like, oh, it's the apocalypse, but it's our, you know, everybody we've seen in Pineapple Express, etc. And he plays himself, but even the version of himself he plays is a fucking douchebag. <laughs> like, every time, you know, when he enters yes. a room, rap music starts playing. <laughs> He's,
1: you know, snorting cocaine and shit. <laughs> Just, you know,
0: like a completely obnoxious douchebag, yeah. which I love. I love it, too.
1: I think, Ali, you're right. Nelson and Danny McBride do share an energy. I, I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. Because it's borderline like, is this a joke? <laughs> or or is this, like, the real you? Like, you know. It's very, yes. It's, it's, it's one of the things I love about it. It's
2: very um, Andy Kaufman kind of spirit where it's just like let's see how far I can take it through a joke to the other side (laughs) (laughs) which I really appreciate I like anything where it's almost just performance art
0: (laughs) (laughs) David Gordon Green had done George Washington what else did he do because I forget where his arc was between this and pineapple express for some reason
2: i feel like a bad fan i'm trying to remember if this was his second or his third film i feel like it was his third and there's something else i loved that was second and i can't remember
0: because he did a bunch of like super indie movies and the fact and the fact that he did pineapple express was was a big deal like yeah it was huge because it's like biggest budget he's ever worked with he's still working with the same People, but like he's getting like James Franco and you know Seth Rogen and you know he's getting bigger stars and, mm-hmm. and and doing goofy shit which he was not known for. He was known for like like you say character work, funny stuff. I but, was gonna say, but they're funny. I mean, no, his sense funny. of humor
2: is in all of those movies. Though. That's the
0: thing is like him making a goofy movie is yeah. like well that that stands to reason because he's really good at natural humor. So and again. Yeah. He's Danny McBride's friend. You can probably guess, you know, oh, yeah. the kind of humor that
1: they share between them. Yeah. I uh, am very proud that I gave David Gordon Green a lot of notes on Pineapple Express because I was in the test audience for that movie. Uh, I wrote a lot down, did not take any of my advice. And <laughs> You're like, as
2: you should. Yes.
1: I mean, it's, it's fair, but um, but that was fun. I, that was like back in my 20s or early 30s, right? When you had nothing to do and you right. could just go do things like that. It you would fun. hang out. And now
2: a- I get your notes and use them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Think, so finally. a full circle.
1: <laughs> but um, Ali, since we're sort of, um, we, we've had a bit of uh, ginger between our sushis of uh, male testosterone action <laughs> movies. Uh, like since this is rounding out the, the, the whole pack here, like I'm curious, is this gonna, like how, I guess, here's my question to you. How, how should I watch this in, in context with all the other movies we've seen and what it's saying for like cinema for women, or is it more, should I take it on its own merit as its own movie and see where we go from there?
2: You know, I think this one's going to be an interesting one because if memory serves, there's also an aspect of the sort of like what does it mean to be a man and what does it mean to be a woman Hmm. in this movie? And maybe it wasn't as like on the nose as that, but I feel like there was stuff around that, like kind of like what I say about like, you know, navigating when to start having sex, because I think the main male character is like, was kind of known as being like the sort of tomcat of the town and she has never had sex. And so it's like kind of navigating that stuff. And so I, I wonder if it's, i I would say just mostly just take it on its own merit, but then see what other stuff makes you reflect on what we've seen in the other movies' Because the other thing too is it's like the other the like male movies we've watched are not thoughtful meditations <laughs> on masculinity, you know, like they're, they're they are like the big studio fair like yeah. if any if anything i I probably should have done this differently with which is um to look at movies that are a little more like. The trouble is, the ones that are very big studio movies for women, I already knew were like empirically great. Like, right? It's no, like, there's hey. no question about bridesmaids. Like, yeah. of course we know it's that. Fast Times
0: great. at Ridgemont High any good? You know right. I mean? Yeah. So it's like the few women movies that actually sure. you know depict it, that sort of girliness.
2: That's the thing. There's really there's still such a dearth of like the true female experience in studio films. <laughs> right. You know, like, and even when they exist, they're usually still made by men. And so, and they just and like this one's made by a man. And this one's made by a man. And the one that I brought earlier in the process is also yep. made by Todd a man. So, That's right. We've fuck, managed... I fucked up. I should have found all the ones that I <laughs> Yeah, we up, managed
0: to get through all five movies with nary a female director anywhere near <laughs> it. Oh uh, <Yes>. yay. <laughs> Success. The numbers speak for themselves.
1: It, it is dawning on me, and I don't know if this is just luck or how it worked out. Of all the movies we drew, every single one of them has a depiction of... A relationship between a man and a woman mm-hmm. and for action movies especially some that let me tell you like rumble in the Bronx ain't doing that like they some <laughs> somehow gotcha. okay we drew now you know some are featured more than others but in sure. safe we had a husband and wife they obviously had some problems In Time Cop, half the plot was unfortunately about a dead wife. (laughs) That's the thing; is very often that's
2: what fuels these kinds of movies. Is more like the dead wife. It
1: existed. the The husband and wife was like a plot of the movie. Sure, sure. Uh, True Lies is entirely based around a marriage story. Really, Yeah. yeah. Uh, I the Rock is a bit of a stretch, but <laughs> Nick, Nick Cage did have a partner whom oh, he God. got pregnant and had <laughs> sex with. That around. was that was like the most frustrating <laughs> part then, of that movie. And she was basically a chess piece throughout the, the wedged film. in females.
2: Yeah. yeah, but like
1: it was there, you know. And so I, I'm actually glad to round it out with like sounds like this is. If I'm not wrong, like entirely focused on a relationship. Yeah, that's yeah. mostly
2: what it's about. It's also about their sort of friend circles and their town yeah. and things like that. But mostly it's about this relationship. I was sort of reflecting that when you were sort of listing off the other films that we've watched that it's like you said something that was like, well, at least these women were in there. And it's like, oh, you know what? I hate that more than the <laughs> absence of women. <laughs> like I'd much rather watch a Glengarry Glenn Ross where there are no women. Right. Except maybe a voice on the phone, maybe. Mm. I'm trying to remember, like if his daughter's on the phone. I think there's a woman at the restaurant
0: who takes their coats.
2: Yeah. I'd honestly rather (laughs) that than the like wedged in, awkward, superficial girlfriend role. Right. Like 100%. Just make, because I think that there is a lot of room to tell stories that are just about women's experience in isolation of men, like away from men, and men's experience away from women. And also just their, them, you know, how the different genders and how the different, you know, sort of versions of gender and stuff, how they interact with each other when they're talking about their relationships, their romantic relationships and sexual relationships. It's like, by all means, please do that. Please stop giving us (laughs) the the following things.
0: (laughs) You know, for an experiment where it's like, well, let's go girly versus manly or whatever, we've sort of failed in (laughs) in that we went completely stupid testosterone on the one side and like intelligent thoughtful depictions of human beings on the other it's like on the one hand that is kind of opposite but on the other hand it's like well
2: i think the big failure is the studios because i think the studios routinely don't give us both those options well you know right. like and so we don't what? even have what do you mean i yeah, have i'm just breaking this big bad news for you guys
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time hearing Not this. my precious warner brothers <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it's just it's funny to me that it's like oh right we just don't have a well to even pull from yeah of like movies that are like ah i remember liking them we'll see it's like either they were empirically great or we know they suck and it's like great Thanks.
1: I'm sort of fascinated that, and I'm actually just realizing this as we're having this conversation, is that we all have different agendas and views of what we've done here, <laughs> which yeah. is which is kind of yeah. neat. So I totally hear you, Allie, and that like you are infuriated by at least there was a woman in it. That makes sense yeah. to me because it's like pretty shitty representation, and yeah. I'm not about to claim that The Rock has it nailed when it comes to. The, oh no, I don't think you are at all. Um, I I was more reflecting on this idea of I th- I came to this. It's interesting we were we, we I, I guess I found this while we're watching it that I didn't have this intention in the beginning. But because we had this weird serendipity where it is at least a subject matter of the movies we are watching. Yeah. I've started looking at these movies of like what does this depiction have to say about relationships and what does it prioritize.
3: Yes. So in yes. watching
1: something like safe I see that it's very thoughtful that it's covering both genders very well. And I really enjoyed that viewing experience. And it sounds like, I haven't seen the movie yet, but it sounds like tonight's movie is in a similar vein. So it's kind of nice to book in with that. Whereas I'm more critical of the films we watched in between because it's saying it from more of a male point of view. And that male point of view is pretty hollow. Let's be honest. (laughs) And so in a way, the absence uh, it speaks volumes, and I find it fascinating that True Lies is sort of in the middle. Because not not while that's like some you know like w- <laughs> women's rights masterpiece by any means. It's at least it was a, it was the closest we got to I think like meeting in the middle of those For two sure. things, right. So it's it's cool to me that that was the middle one. Like, you know.
2: well, well, for one thing, I mean, obviously, again, we're talking about every movie that we're watching is full of movie stars. I mean, they're beautiful yes, people, yes, right? Like, so right. we're going to just shelve that aspect because that's obvious. But it's like, apart from that, like, I think the big difference between True Lies that we found and the other two macho movies are that um, Jamie Lee Curtis gets to be sort of a messy or scared yes character with her own goals and wants has has actual agency whereas the women in the other two films are are completely there to just serve as like inspiration for the men yes can we please yes of course your loved one will be inspiring to you if they are in (laughs) peril (laughs) right (laughs) why must it always be The most beautiful woman in the world and the dude who knows how to do action movies. I think the big difference, I mean, again, I haven't seen all the real girls now for quite a long time, but it's like the big difference I remember is that safe is really like about a marriage that really probably shouldn't be. (laughs) Right. Whereas the relationship in all the real girls is more like, will it succeed or fail that has more to do with their age than necessarily Mm. their connection or their like, you know, sincerity. Right. Like it's kind of about being young and figuring out how to maneuver around like, oh, I'm actually really in love with this person and they're in Uh love with me. Now, what do we do?
3: Right. (laughs) Oh, wow. Because
2: that's really whenever when it happens to each of us that first time, you're just like, I don't what (laughs) what am I supposed to do with this? Like, you're not going to be perfect at it. And so I really appreciated that the movie kind of shows that them as these messy, but very well intentioned folks.
0: Oh, no, that's what the movie excels at, is showing messy. That's why yeah. I really enjoyed it the first time. Yeah,
1: all right, let's get into the
2: mess. This yeah. is what I'm here
1: for. Ugh, fucking let's cry. Filth. Yeah, everybody's fucking mean. and <laughs> it's a messy, literally messy
2: hair. <laughs> Down in the
1: dirt. Well, uh, Ali, perhaps this is a silly question, but do you think all the real girls is going to hold up?
2: I think it'll hold up, but I wonder if it will feel as landmark to me as it did at the time. Because Mm. I I feel like since then I've seen a lot more sort of um, relationship dramas. I've seen a lot more like, uh, you know. And also it's like this was was made by a man about 20 years ago. And so I wonder... He He's given me no sign to be worried about this. It's just the fact that that's, that's the case. Sure. <laughs> that it gives me a little bit of
1: pause. Well, sometimes time is not kind. Sometimes even, time even is not kind. Integers.
2: Because it's also like this was made when we, right before we started to have a little more assertive conversations about sexism in film and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And so I just, I have no I idea. In
1: the film industry, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pre-Weinstein. Yes. Huh? Uh, Nelson, do you think the movie is going to hold up?
0: Yeah, once again, it's a fucking, uh, you know, gimme. It's a fucking fix. It's, yes. <laughs> it's it's a good movie. It's, I, yeah. I mean, I've only seen it once. I don't remember anything about it. And I, I do remember really being uh, touched by it the first time I saw it. So not enough to remember anything about it. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I And I like David Gordon Green. And this was before, you know, Pineapple Express and Halloween and Exorcist. So I remember at the time, like... Noting him, like, it's like, ah, this kid's gonna go places, we're gonna hear from him again, and it's not gonna be a letter. I tell you
1: for myself, uh, I'm it's kind of a shot in the dark here. I know very little about the movie, even after talking about it, but I will put absolute faith in the both of you and say that yes, it will hold up, and if it doesn't, it's your fault.
2: <laughs> I was about to say thanks for your faith, but <laughs> yeah. now I feel very scared. Good
1: luck. I, I almost clock's ticking. Anyway. <laughs> I don't, I
0: don't know a way in which this movie doesn't hold up, honestly. I mean, it's weird to say it like that because it's like, of course, a movie can be like not as good as you remembered. But this is like, it's thoughtful. I don't even remember what, you know, again, I didn't remember the sex part about it. I didn't remember, you know, the the age stuff. But I remember the movie being thoughtful above all else. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, even thoughtful to, you know, in a failure, again, is more like... You know, I would rather see that than some, you know, just shoot 'em up just to see a shoot 'em up that's just like every other shoot 'em up, you know?
2: Like I say, the big thing I fear with watching it again is like how much of it was like, hey, around this time was sort of the mumblecore kind of time where it was like we were getting a lot of interesting little character drama type f- indie films. So it was kind of like that mem- mumblecore time when I was obsessed with all of those movies. And I just wonder, like, if I go back and watch this one and some of the other ones, like, is this actually was i just so excited that they felt like at all human beings that that counted as a brilliant movie right. <laughs> that's the well, thing it'll I'm curious interesting
0: about. it'll be interesting if as you say even for a thoughtful movie it hasn't aged well i mean there's lots of you know previously you know uh, highly thought of movies that were thoughtful and intelligent and have not stood the test of time because it's like oh yeah Woody Allen has a <laughs> has a has a whole atti- category has a whole attitudinal
1: problem we didn't really that's, consider. That's a whole other five part you know month. <laughs> that's, to, that's, oh that's, God! That don't one. you dare episode two hundred. You hear to hear first. I'll be not all Woody alone. Allen all the time. Oh <laughs> God! Well, we are going to go watch all the real girls, and we will be right back.
3: I like you I like you because I can say what's on my mind
2: How am I supposed to think this girl is enough for you?
3: Well you'll meet her and then you'll know Are you in love now or something? Marshall, he saw you hanging out with my little sister. Huh? What makes you so special besides
0: the fact that you're new back in town and you don't know what kind of guy he is? If
2: he's so horrible, why are you his best friend? What are you even talking it's about? What? what? do you got
3: to do? Tony, will you please have sex with me? Please. All right. We're supposed to be friends, Sam. What's wrong with you? It's different when it's your family. Tipsy's in you is exactly what he hates in himself. What do you want me to do? You're not sorry. no I know that because you're not smart enough to be sorry. Have you ever seen an animal make a mistake? I love you! Why would you say that? What is wrong with you? I just want to be like she never existed. No, you don't. I can tell you that right now.
2: <laughs> you're so nice. Sometimes I'm scared of myself. But I'm
1: not scared with you. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back from all the real girls. How's everybody doing?
2: Awesome.
0: <laughs> Bitchin'. bitching. yes. I was, I was just telling them... As, as you probably remember from 20 minutes ago, you in the audience, there was one thing I distinctly remembered about this movie, and it's not in it. <laughs> <laughs> he says, it, I mean, the moment is there, but the word that I used specifically and the word that I used to remember the moment by was not there, which just shows. The hilarity of this conceit still holds up 100 <laughs> episodes later.
1: I mean, in all fairness, that, that very easily could have been said in the movie, and it was quite close. You
3: know?
1: <laughs> well, I wouldn't say it was like a tight script. with you know, <laughs> 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 Probably one of the outtakes, it was there. You know, maybe you were saying
0: a deleted scene. You know, this is the, the glory of this whole series. My memory doesn't have to be good. It's in fact, true. the worse, the better.
1: So... Well, I I had no memory to go off of. This is my first time seeing this movie, and yeah. what'd you um, think? It's interesting coming out of our discussion because I I uh, and I've mentioned this as we've been watching all these movies. We very rarely uh, do I intently watch films based on gender and, and sort of gender <laughs> dynamic and stuff. Although I think you know, even without this podcast, is certainly this movie lends itself to that fairly easily. It, it, it's yeah. exactly oh, yeah. as you described. A relationship between a man and a woman, and the troubles and everything going on. Um, I was really worried for a long time because I can see why people would would like the movie, but it was um, maybe for a while, like not necessarily to my taste. Hmm. I tend to like a plot. <laughs> like well, I, I did warn you. Like like any plot. I know, and I but I figure it's so I there was a good like 45 minutes where I was struggling. Like I will <laughs> I will admit. I was like I need something to happen. I need some kind of story. It was just two people in love kind of rambling around dancing at at uh you know at uh, bowling, bowling alleys. alleys yeah shooting the shit by the crick like doing basically fuck nothing like the whole time and i was just like okay but um thankfully it did it did take a turn uh, at least some kind of dramatic turn where where uh an event happened we could we'll probably get into that in a bit but yeah. that that to me really kind of rescued the movie for me and i was able to refocus and go okay now now we have a bit of a dramatic turn so i can kind right. of and and from then on I was pretty engaged and and into it. But that was kind of my experience. Well, what do you think after having, you know,
0: been it's been like 20 years, which this movie came out the year we were married. I didn't remember that. Yeah. So we probably saw it the year after cuz we saw it on DVD. So we probably saw it like 2004ish, probably. but it yeah, is yeah. it is funny that like this movie sort of encompasses like our marriage.
2: Yeah, well, that's why I was like I knew it was about 20 years ago. It's it's interesting because I I still think there's so much of this movie that's really beautiful, really sweet, really just sort of messy sweet, you know, where it's like neither of these characters are necessarily extraordinary people. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I think the whole point of it is that it's clear that she's much more extraordinary than he is. But it's also well. like, but, sh- but that's not saying much, you know, because right. it's also like, she's still not that <laughs> I mean, extraordinary
0: the bar, I mean, in, hell, you know? in the it's world, like, you I mean, know, beyond the fact that she's Zoe Deschanel, right? I mean, well, she's a knockout and you can't hide that, which is again, uh, sure. there's a, we've, we said it at the top of this, yep. but it's like this movie is filled with beautiful actors, you know, Uglied up. Sure. (laughs) Uh, I didn't. uh, The guy whose name we couldn't remember was Paul Schneider. Uh, So it was Paul Schneider, Zoe Deschanel, Patricia Clarkson was in it. I totally forgot she Mm -hmm. was in it. Shea Wiggum. I think that's how you pronounce his name. This is the guy who pops up all the time. He was on Boardwalk Empire. He was most recently, I think, in Perry Mason. Actually, yeah. he was in something even more recently. He was in Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible, yeah. exactly. The, the He's a yeah.
2: really great, constantly working actor. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And, uh, of course, Danny McBride. We, had, we remembered that. The <laughs> yeah. shining light of the movie.
1: I'm going to just go ahead and say, like, oh, I yeah. was team Danny McBride the entire time. <laughs> I know he was a bit of a dig. Uh he very Danny McBride
0: played a douche?
1: Yeah. <laughs> really non bluntly uh or, or really incredibly
2: bluntly, uh, kind of <laughs> that- literally goes by the name Bustass. Yes, yeah. I think
1: I think my favorite scene in the entire movie is him talking to Zoe Deschanel, and he's like, "Okay, like if you had your second choice, like who would it be?" Like, it's, it's <laughs> like, like- he
2: doesn't even care if he's <laughs> yeah. second choice. Like, he's, he's, he's just like, "Please be chosen at any point." He's
1: like, "I've got a waterbed. Like I'd very much like to fuck you. Like what do you, what do you say?" You know, it was it was so like for a movie where everyone was so obtuse. Yeah. And so, like talking around everything, like I don't know. I really appreciated Mister, like shoot straight. Yeah. Well, I have like, to
2: say that was the kind of stuff. Like, yeah, I feel like that's what I was really shocked by in watching it again, and I, maybe instinctually what I was worried about, which was like, oh, it's twee. It's real twee. <laughs> it's twee. <laughs> yeah. Like it's also very beautiful and artful, and like the the world they build is really specific. Like all the performances are good, but it's just like. Oh boy! I mean,
0: well, real quick before we completely alienate the audience, we should go over this very small plot. Sure, so, yes, please do. Basically, the movie is about uh, Paul. He's his name is Paul in the movie, and I joked, "Oh, did he? You know, keep his <laughs> keep his own keep his real name so he wouldn't forget." Probably. Uh, he and Zoe Deschanel. They're basically starting a flirtation at the beginning of the movie, but we don't see them meet. They just, they know each other and they're sort of already starting to get together at the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie. And the I think Ali had named this almost, you know, verbatim. He's slept with a lot of women in town and he's gotten a reputation as like, you know, the town fucking bicycle and he'll just fucking ride whatever. Um, but he's always an asshole in leaving them. Like he's like, love them and leave them. Won't call you. See you. Uh, And so a real asshole with a history, she is a virgin and is really into this guy. And he's the one who's sort of like taking this relationship very Mm. seriously, almost to the point of like, uh, well, to her, it seemed like even annoyance. Like she was like, it's it's fuck time, baby. And he's like, no, I don't want to sully it. I I want it to be right or whatever. So she's also the
1: sister of his best friend, right. I guess. Yeah. So that that further yes. complicates. Yes, and, that, and
0: that's the more bit. the complication of the beginning of the yeah. movie is like it's sort of a ro- weird Romeo and Juliet in a small town, and he's like he and the brother are kind of you know fighting it out, and at at first that's the only conflict, and you're like, oh, well, this is okay. Like Longino said, it takes a while to ramp up, and then she goes away for a party, you know, like a like a, a party at the house lake or, or a party at the lake house. And he stays home and she comes back and she announces to him, well, there was this guy at the party and uh, we got drunk and we fucked. Sorry. (laughs) And he is, of course, crushed because they're in their 20s and this is, you know, everything to him. And so they break up and then the rest of the movie is sort of them deciding how they're going to go on from this. And I'm sure we'll discuss
1: it oh, more yes. in detail. Well, he does not go quietly into the, the night. He's he does just, not. Why quiet. would you do that? Why? You <laughs> well, know, that it was like pretty dramatic. It was one of my favorite scenes though,
0: because he like uh, the opposite of the scene that I actually remembered, because the scene I remembered, you know, like I said before, it's like she gives him some information he doesn't want to hear. And his reaction is like, and the reaction is, uh, the information is that she's basically sort of hanging out a lot with Danny McBride now. And he's like, man, that's awesome. That's just great. Are
2: you? That's awesome. Are
0: you? That's great. I don't give a fuck. And But in the scene where she says, well, I fucked this dude and I'm sorry, but I love you and, and he's like, why? Why would you do that? Why? Why? And he just doesn't know what to say except why would you do that? Why are you talking to me? Just the most like... Yeah, childish, raw, hurt, Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. blunt, like, I don't know what else to say. And then he, like, walks to the middle of a park, drops down to the dirt and starts, you know, punching the dirt and then starts weeping into the dirt and you don't see her reaction to it which i thought was an interesting choice there's a lot of like you don't see people's reactions to things oh, in this oh man
1: well i mean when you're covering every scene with one camera <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a, basically a one, one or take one yeah. shot for every moment yeah. it yeah. really did feel
2: like for better or worse extremely deliberate like that yes. it was just like there's yeah. not this is not a coverage movie and if it was <laughs> not at all i didn't see that you know i right. was like it, it, but, I, but it, I think it suited the 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 story, you know, because yes. it's like it is supposed oh, to yeah. be kind of about these folks simple. that are kind of simple and yeah. that they're, you know, they don't have mm-hmm. a lot outside of their relationship well, with Well, yeah, other.
0: life takes place, you know, life is not kinetic in these, in yes, this movie. it takes it's like, place
2: in this frame, yeah. Yeah,
0: there's this frame and people walk in and out of it. It's very deliberate.
2: And my favorite thing about mo- the movie is still my favorite thing about the movie, which is that opening. There's this opening frame of, uh, that's quite large of the two of just the two of them centered in it with like some like shitty lumber and stuff behind them <laughs> like trash burning in the Like microphone. it looks it's just like <laughs> it looks like not a beautiful place but they're so beautiful and sweet together but the thing is that then it's like most of the scenes between them are basically that scene and so it doesn't it doesn't feel yeah like you know I don't need there to be much of a plot in fact I often prefer it <laughs> for there not to be as much of one But it just felt like I kept saying to the guys At a certain point I was like I feel for her I'm frustrated for her Like just fuck her already Like <laughs> right, right Just fuck well, her already Well that's what
1: For me that's what made it A really interesting And, and strange watch Because it took me a while To kind of attune To the, what was actually going on Which is yeah. his hesitance
2: Yes Which right.
1: for like 30 minutes read to me is just like This guy, what is with this guy? Like, I just didn't understand. And then once I, there's a pretty key scene where he gives a Mm -hmm. sort of backstory of like his first sexual encounter.
2: Mm -hmm. And it does not sound good.
1: It sounds pretty terrible. Like he he basically (laughs) says, I was 13 years old. I was at a party. This older girl like had sex with me. And then I made an awkward joke or something. I was uncomfortable. And then she walked away and never spoke to me again. So this was clearly like a very formative experience for him. Mm-hmm. It was a scene that really helped me go, okay, I see now what's going on. Cause it's, it pretty clearly, I mean, not to psychoanalyze the guy, but it's like, oh, okay, you don't, you, you fuck all these women and then you leave them because you're afraid right. that they're going uh, to they, leave you yeah. like your first encounter. And this is and what you, sex is to you. Yeah. And so you don't want this to happen with this person so you're avoiding it. Like, okay, fair yeah. enough. Which
2: I appreciated once you kind of realized that. And it, it almost teetered into like, so was he was it kind of an abuse situation like cuz he yeah, was 13
1: young yeah I feel like
2: hmm, like how mm. old is the older girl it just it was gross yeah And <laughs> yeah. then and then he he immediately when she was talking about having slept with another guy went to you know oh did he rape you did he you know Well cuz she's a little she's, she's playing She's a little weird it's she's obtuse about it She's a little, a little, about she's it, a little but,
0: coy about it I I get why yeah. he you know because He's hurt in that moment. She says, Well, I fucked him, and that's it. Because she kind of like blurts it out, blurts right by it. And he's like, Wait, you you had sex with him? Wait, what? And she's like, Yeah, we fucked, but it's no big deal. I love you. And he's like, Wait, okay. And she said, Yeah, it hurt. And he's like, Oh, it hurt. Like, Oh, did he rape? She's like, No, no, it hurt because I knew I was hurting your feelings. And he's like, What the fuck? Why would you say that?
2: Like, she didn't know how to process it at all, which I really appreciated. I thought that was really. Uh... I thought that was really interesting, and and her whole thing about, like, I didn't know I loved you until I had sex with somebody else, and then didn't feel as much for that as I thought I would with you, mm-hmm. yeah. is, like, kind of screwed up, but obviously, but also, like, <laughs> just probably the most real thing I feel like in the movie, which, again, I think is a very realistic-feeling film, but it's right. just, like... Yeah, if you're that age Like you don't necessarily It doesn't seem like the place is full of Ex- shining examples of healthy relationships and so it's like
0: <laughs> <laughs> well their own you know you get the sense that these families are not like they're all uh, like
2: split up Paul's or, own family
0: I still don't quite understand which yeah. I liked about the movie I don't understand his family yeah. tree exactly because yeah. his father and I his thought, mother I thought they were separated they seemed separated I mean yeah. they seemed to suddenly like the, they're together the well end, like, I didn't think they were together I think he was they were hanging out they dad just, was making pastime. I think sometimes. dad was making a play and she was like well what else have I got to do but like dad has his own adopted daughter and she's got him the you know the older kid and then his best friend has a sister that's about his age a little younger and then he's got a very young uh younger younger brother who is also uh got down syndrome and it's like whoa Mm -hmm. it's and he he is also i mean he's got like like bleach blonde hair and you know it's it's the, he's obviously he's setting up like well the the younger generation is very different than the the yeah, older yeah, ones yeah 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 and I think that was on purpose was to like differentiate them but it was like but <laughs> I couldn't tell if this was a function of the movie or if it was supposed to be a function of the town and their sort of like naivete or whatever like the the little girl's name was Feng
1: Shui yeah that was. Strange.
0: I mean, and it didn't say it like a joke. Although I was like, "Are we supposed to think that's funny? Because he's an idiot. Because Dad's an idiot, or something?" I I don't. Yeah. I I
1: mean, what would a hillbilly name a kid who doesn't? He doesn't know anything. Yeah. I I don't know. That's also, you know, two thousand three. That might have been considered cute. And right. maybe now that's kind of not. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, just feels you know. racist. Yeah. yeah, but they're you know they're rednecks in North Carolina, like ah. You yeah. Know. You I, know. I, at what point was it? This is a commentary on the character versus this is a joke from the like
0: writer I have yeah no idea. i don't know yeah. that's the thing is i couldn't
1: quite i mean tell. he I, I, the the uh star who like co-wrote this movie i guess you know is half the time just saying a bunch of fucking nonsense anyway <laughs> like just talking into the moon and like talking about trees and shit like wouldn't be surprised if he was high as a fucking kite one night it was like feng shui it's hilarious and like just yeah. left it at that i don't know that could be I got to say, like, until that scene where he described his 13-year-old sexual encounter, that was the first stepping stone I had to, like, okay, I now have an understanding of why he's behaving this way <laughs> and what's going on. But for that was I, 30 minutes in? I don't know, something like that? Yeah. The time prior to that, it was such an interesting viewing experience for me because I th- I, I'm I, trying to figure out from the movie, I don't know if I'm, like, meant to sympathize with the main guy or, or be in his point of view? It's hard to tell because we, we get dropped in. It is in. hard to
2: tell. Yeah. It's like
1: we drop in on their first kiss, right? So I have no context of like how they met, what's going right. on, who likes who. And no point of view. It's like they're both sort of equally given time. But the thing is we have a lot of scenes with him without her. Yeah. Yes. We have, I think... Besides the phone, the time she's on a phone with him, <laughs> like I we have, I don't think we have any scenes. Yeah, with her I think without he's him. definitely the protagonist. So he's like the protagonist. Yeah. But my viewing experience was like I understood her perfectly, and I he just confused me until this like scene, because fr- I mean frankly, Zoe Deschanel was like yes she was a virgin, yes she was, but like she seemed pretty. Um, I'm going to say ready to go. Like, it just, you know. (laughs) Yeah,
2: because it was like, oh, well, she's in love with him. She's attracted to him. She feels safe with him. It's pretty easy. Why wouldn't she? And and it's like they've been getting close to it a bunch of times. I mean, there's Especially when you're lights. that age. Like, are you kidding me? Yes. Yeah, that's silly. So it just, it was weird. It was almost like he was trying so hard to respect her that he wasn't respecting her.
1: Well, I, it,
2: as a viewer, but here's. There's, you know what re- I mean? Like, here- where it's just like, like, respect me to make my own choice here. Like, I think,
1: I think my thing is like, yes, the sex is a, is a story, but it's actually like everything about the way that guy behaves. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. For sure. Not just the sex. What? It's like, he's. I don't know. It's like when you... I I felt so disconnected from the people in this movie because it's like when you're getting to know someone and dating somebody, I don't know, like, (laughs) I'd be like, what do you do? What's your job? What do you do? What would you think of that movie or whatever? It's like wall to wall to wall scenes of like, if a butterfly had a pink coat, what would a zebra do? And I'm just like, what are you talking about? I I actually like actively hated them. Like, I, like, I, I was so confused. Like, I'm just like, what are you talking about? what is this conversation? It's about nothing. And I can take like one of those, but it was like over and over yeah, and it over was, again. Yeah, it
2: was a lot for even me and that's usually the kind of stuff I do kind of soak up. I'm like a big Harold <laughs> and Maude fan, you know? Um, but it's just, it 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 does feel like that's a thing that's different in terms of watching it when it came out versus now. Because then there were, that was like, there were so many movies that, that were like this. Oh, it was yeah. just like, I mean, let's talk like... about kind of nothing and therefore try to hit at real philosophy or this real insight. This is like the you know?
0: Ur-Garden State. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like the, you know, this is right. State. And I loved State.
2: all of that stuff. And I still like this movie, but I don't think I love it as much as I did. I feel um... like it's also like, oh, I'm 20 years older. Yeah. So that might be it. If I it was, just feels if I was a little 20, like, oh, don't worry about it, guys. You're going to figure it out. Yes, yes.
1: I think you're right. I think as a first viewing experience at 42, I was like, get a job. It was like, <laughs> like that. I'm like, what are you people doing? Like, you're yeah. just like yeah. fucking around in a truck. Like, dude, get a fucking job. At least your mom's like throwing on clown makeup and
2: trying. Like, I'll give yeah, her that. She's yes. volunteering. She's helping people in some way. I was way. like, these people need a job. <laughs> I, I also really appreciated, like, uh, Patricia Clarkson basically being this character who's like a real mess in terms of like oh she's got all this interesting stuff to her but she's and she's trying to guide her son in terms of like be a person who shows up when they say they will be a person who's like not just sort of dodging connection or responsibility but she's also like you ruined my life by existing like she does <laughs> some pretty fucked up stuff to him and so I thought that was really a fascinating thing that it wasn't like mothers in these movies are usually one extreme or the other. And I really liked that she yeah. was like trying with him, but then would kind of like lose it. Yeah. And not act as well as she should. Yeah. But I appreciated that.
0: Well, what's interesting about him, I think to your point about you couldn't hook into him, I think he is, I think, you know, to the point that I, I think it's deliberate. I think what you're supposed to get out of him is like sort of the most. Um, palatable version of a of a real asshole, you know what i mean? cuz it's, you know, if you were to describe this person to somebody else, he's like, "Well, you know, he lives with his mom to help her out. You know, he borrows the single car that they have and sometimes he shows up to take her to work when he, you know, doesn't forget about it. You know, he fucks all the women in the town and then leaves them behind and they're all sad. If i described that person to you, you'd get a mental picture and I believe that this is like David Gordon Green is like Well this is the picture I'm painting of this guy It's just I want you to also see That he's not like A, a fucking beast You know what I mean He's like a, Not right. a monster Well he feels
2: sure. very childlike Like yes. way more childlike yeah. Than I remember him being Like cause I remember him being Like sort of shocked At his own vulnerability Which is right. definitely there but he also just feels like a kid. I mean, the way he like moves even is just very like, he hasn't figured out how to walk down the street yet. I mean, yeah, he's it's very just,
0: stunted in a lot of ways. It's
2: very strange to watch yeah. because you're like, Oh, so are you in love with her because she doesn't know about you in this regard? And so she stands for second chance because when you look at their conversations, there's like, there's, there's just not a lot there. It's like, I love your face. It's just really fun to be able to talk to whoever I yeah. you, talk to somebody and say whatever I feel. And it's like, okay. <laughs> that's great. That is like that's love, well, but that's like the tiniest bit yes. of it. Like well, where that is is twenty.
0: Of, I mean, let's be honest, that's total twenty something love. Yeah, it just talk. I don't
2: felt know. It, a wasn't
1: little, for me. it felt a little yeah. shallow it, to me. It wasn't for yeah. me. I don't know. I feel like I was forty at twenty. Like I, I, don't know. I feel like, the same way You probably like... were. <laughs>
2: And besides, I, mean, maybe, I know what you were like at that age because we were together already. And it yeah, was like, boom. we weren't this, I mean, we definitely were goofy. We're still goofy. But no, it's like, yeah. but but there was also other things to talk like, about.
1: If I was in the room of a girl I really liked and was trying to, I, you know, progress the relationship, mm-hmm. I would not pick up a tuba and make farty sounds with it. <laughs> And then, and then, kind of put my rear up and go, <laughs> like,
2: yeah. dude, you know that's what that's what works, right? Saying, that's really what happened over right here. Say
0: that's exactly I, how I got. He I didn't got have my, a
2: tuba, but everything else, that's exactly exactly it.
3: that's
0: how my, I
1: gets laid. My biggest disconnection, like my biggest 80s. disconnection for the movie is 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 our lead, like. Zoe Deschanel, I completely understand. She's great. And she can be a little flighty and maybe she's talking about nonsense, but she also has very real grounded moments where she's like, I'm going to open up to you here. I'm going to be really honest. I'm going to tell you this story about how I got, how I became a cutter and cut (laughs) my side after I whoopsie do murdered a child. (laughs) That was pretty real. And like, I just could not understand what she saw in this guy. I really mm-hmm. couldn't. I think because I missed it because they're, they're like, she's sweet on him from the jump, right? So right. I didn't yeah. see like what the path was. But like what he was putting on display, I was just like, what are you seeing this fucking guy? Like, it, it, this guy sucks. Like, I did not like him. Then he's yelling at his mama later. It's like he like fucks up his mom's job. Like doesn't bring the car back on time. He's a total fucking loser. And then his mom's like, "Are you kidding me? Like I told you, you're supposed to be four hours ago." And he's like, "You're a jerk." (laughs) And that was. I remember I was sitting with you all, and then I was just like, "Fuck this guy!" Like I just gave up. I was like, "I'm trying," but like this guy sucks. Like I fuck him. And then he he got more sympathetic to me as it went on, but like that's my biggest struggle is like, I get what he sees in her, because she actually, I think, is an interesting, appealing person in the movie. And maybe this is just my male point of view. I don't know. I Like, I just couldn't get on board. Like, he's <laughs> dumbass. And then, oh, the, sorry. It's all stream of consciousness, but... <laughs> <laughs> to me, the most important thing in the movie is he, he acts betrayed and hurt that she slept with someone else, right? right? But in my opinion, and I think the movie is giving this he already betrayed her as far as i'm concerned because they she's like let's have a sleepover yeah. and then they get a fucking hotel room yep and yep. then she takes like her fucking shirt off <laughs> gives her him the most like intimate moment of her yeah. life the deepest darkest secret she's ever had basically says i love you and then he's like i don't want to have sex and i'm yeah. like yeah. So I get why she did what she did. Like, she feels betrayed. She's like, oh, my God. like If this isn't going to make it happen, like, what? She was ready to go, man. Like, right. that was it.
2: Like, it was over. Like, well, was- I think she was feeling really, really vulnerable in this way where it's like, yeah, like you say, like, yeah, I've shared everything. I'm willing to do all of this stuff. And then you can tell, like, in that scene where it's like uh, the next morning when they're still in the hotel room and they're all kind of cuddled up. She looks so... Um, Like I remember feeling this way sometimes early in things um, where it's like it's just like that thing where you're like you're just so deeply embarrassed by how much you're in love with this person and you're not really sure that they're reciprocating it. And it's deeply embarrassing because you're like right there. Right. And so it's like (laughs) it does feel it does feel like a like a little bit of a betrayal or just like. Like, okay, well, then I don't know what to think of this. Like, what am I supposed to think here?
0: Well, he's sending a lot of really mixed At best, he's sending mixed signals, which is, you know, I love you. Oh, man, I want you're so hot. But, oh, no, I mustn't, you know?
2: Yeah, so she's probably like, well, this other dude is real blunt about it. And I I like him, sort of, so sure. And
0: and sure, I'm drunk, so what the fuck? This seems like a good idea. Why not?
2: Yeah, I appreciate it. But going back to why she was into him, I mean, I hate to be this person, but uh, he's pretty. (laughs) <laughs> I think I think Is part he? of the, I, I thought right, he was yeah, okay. very pretty. I still think he's very pretty. Right. I'll, but, well, and I mean, take your word for here, it. Well, man. here's the
0: thing. I mean, you saw all of his buddies, right? You saw the the cream of well, the crop. Well, you on ha- a curve perhaps, that this town but... has to offer, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean. It, if you with saw that
1: carnivals next to you, like, of course you look hot. Like, <laughs> well, that's I
0: I rest my case, no, your God. honor. But
2: I think he also has a quality of him that's very like because he's so vulnerable with her and so like open in that way, especially in that world that they live in. I think that's um, that would be very attractive.
3: Well, and but I, also-
2: but I agree with you that it's like, yeah, I think part of it. What's interesting is almost this thing where there's a certain thing, I think, that happens a lot with relationships where it's like, Oh, I'm going to be your... Like, somebody's attracted to somebody to be their protector. Like, that's sort of the feeling that I almost got with her, with him. Hmm. Like, that she was almost like, I will be your protector.
0: Hmm. I See, to me, the the attraction almost came from, like, the dirtiness of it because... The brother, oh. the brother didn't approve. It was, you know, oh, okay. like I was saying, you I mean, know, as as sm- small town Romeo and Juliet. It's like, well, my brother doesn't want me to hang out with this guy, so I want to fuck him.
2: I don't know that I saw that. I feel like it there wasn't really like it felt like the guys were talking about it and she seemed sort of perplexed.
0: Well, I don't know that she's also following her brother's instructions, but, she, you know, well, yeah. but we did see. Actually, we saw one scene from her point of view. In her room with her brother, and he was handling her shit, and she's like, "Put that shit down and get the fuck out." That's the only scene we saw. So that, like, I mean, That's again, true. that le- lends credence perhaps to the idea that, like, she's just, you know, on on one hand, she's attracted to him. Maybe on the other hand,
1: it doesn't hurt that her brother is mad about it. You know, and
2: maybe, yeah. I, I mean, mean, well,
1: that- I mean, but by the end of the movie, even all said and done, and it doesn't look like their relationship is going to. Continue at all Like they seem Very much done But she's like I, You you have my heart And you always mm-hmm. will And the thing is like I knew I remember that With <laughs> I think I think and Maybe Ali You can correct me With this But like with women And people I knew Especially around that age There's something About that first guy but like Jesus Christ and it's like <laughs> they can be the biggest fucking moron on planet Earth doesn't matter this guy's yeah. a total L like just absolute <laughs> like dump this moron but like he's the first guy she fell in love with right yeah. so it's like he could do fucking anything right and it's always like you'll have my heart. Right. I remember I I dated girls in college that were like had high school boyfriends, oh, right? Yeah. That I met, and I was like this fucking ass clown. Like okay, <laughs> but like they just you know it's like forever that, and I don't know. Like maybe- no,
2: I think that's absolutely true. I mean, I don't think my first boyfriend was an ass clown, but I mean, I think <laughs> I, I, I think Guarantee you,
1: Ewan. <laughs> it just
2: funny enough though, bec- he was from a small town and he had friends who were like definitely more interesting and less clownish than these guys but it was like but there was the way that they kind of related to each other and the fact that there just wasn't much to do there and stuff it just sort of reminded me this movie kind of reminded Mm -hmm. me of that that group of guys it was uh, because it is just that, that thing where you're like okay, are we going to take any of our interests and do anything with it? Or are we going to just keep camping every weekend or like going down <laughs> by the creek? Cause you said it, you know, like, it's like,
1: that's a lot of what was going on in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and so
2: it just, it felt very much like that where it was like, Oh, okay. I don't know that this is a fit, but you guys are sweet. <laughs> but yeah, forever. I mean, you, you definitely, there's always a piece of you that stays with that first love. I mean, especially if they're not, a raging asshole i think that's right. basically the parameter it has to be <laughs> barometer is like as long as you're not a raging asshole then there you go part of you always stays there it's very sweet i thought i thought it was a very romantic movie even though it was very um it could get kind of almost insufferable in places <laughs>
0: yeah you know what's funny is it i was actually really
2: up and down that way oh beautiful right. art film insufferable beautiful art film
0: I was I was with the beautiful art film and then they did the, the scene in the bowling alley I was like, What is this fucking mm, oh, garden yeah. state shit? That, that,
1: that, that, I that scene never hated did not. it more than that scene. Like, <laughs> yeah. that,
0: that's honestly the worst that scene. That to movie. me was
1: the movie. that was the movie. <laughs> was her standing there back to him while he's doing a fucking dance. Like this scene is like we just cut to the bowling alley, they're in the middle of the lane. He's like, I want to do a dance, but you can't look. And she turns around and then we have to sit here for like 45 to <laughs> two minutes of like him just jiving yeah. and dancing while she doesn't look. And I was just all that was in my mind was like this fucking dick. Like I just <laughs> I hate this guy.
0: That was I, where I, my patience started. I mean, I was like, Is it, uh, am I? did I forget that this movie was like you say <laughs> this tweet? Because I yeah, remember this yeah. being thoughtful. Thankfully, though, that I mean to me, that was it, like the It Nadir keeps darting
2: movie. into it. It keeps darting into the twee, and then coming back out with some actual wisdom or some messy humanity. <laughs> yeah. You know, that was and definitely so, the yeah, worst. Yeah, but that's, that that sure, scene is think? definitely like, oh boy, oh I would lift that out now. Like, just <laughs> no. Oh yeah,
0: hundred percent. I want to ask something. Um, so one of the things I noticed about the movie is, so she goes off to uh, the party at the lake. And the first thing she does, and you don't see it, it's off screen, but she cuts her hair, mm-hmm. which is a drastic change. And at first you're like, oh, they, you know, and she says it's a drastic change. And, you know, this is the signal for things about to, you know, mm-hmm. completely get undermined. What's interesting is you see her for the rest of the movie and she slowly becomes more masculinely dressed. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you see her more like... comfortable. Perhaps. I'm just, well, this is what I want to ask about. Like, when you first see her, she's very girly you know at the, you know long hair i don't remember i don't think she's wearing dresses or anything like that but she's wearing like softer clothes and then she cuts her hair she shows up at the, the she shows up at the bar and she's still wearing girly clothes but she's got this you know uh bowl haircut or whatever and then by the end of the movie the last scene with her she's in like <laughs> you know like wide-ass trousers and a shirt and a sweater or whatever i mean she's very covered up and very like relaxed fit so i was wondering is this saying something about like, she's become the masculine in this relationship or, you know?
2: <laughs> no, I honestly just thought, oh, she's getting her confidence up. Okay. Like, because I feel like, um, at least from my perspective, obviously, like, every woman dress how you want, for yourself, whatever. But I feel like more often it does seem like sometimes when, especially in this kind of world that she's living in in this movie, that you see so many of the other girls that are super dressed up and ma- makeuped up and all that stuff, and they seem so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And she and she has, like, kind of been through this sort of first love and is sort of trying to figure out what she wants to do and, what you know, who she wants to be with. And then she's in these, like, more comfortable clothes. Right. I, I just was like, yeah, girl, mm-hmm. you're finding yourself. Good for you. Well,
0: she also, I mean, to, to lend to the masculinity theory, uh, there is a point where they, you know, they've broken up and then they sort of come together for a night where she sort of... Convinces him to take her home, and then they have sex. And they had that same, you know, depressed woman shot that we talked yeah. about.
3: The
1: the, yeah, the, yeah the, shot,
0: the shot. You know,
2: the, the d- overhead of like he's on top of her and just like yeah. not you, doing an awesome you job.
1: Superimposed Julianne Moore and if, it would have been a wonder. I mean, one, like.
0: yeah. we bookended this perfectly. It's with the shot, the, the depressed, shot. the depressed woman shot, and she's not into it. Or at least she's not into the act itself. She's She seems happy that she's, you know, giving him this finally. But he just seems like, oh, I just got to do, I got to do this. I got to, yeah. you know, close this book. And he she could be anybody. And she's just like, well, as long as you're happy. And then gives him a hug. And then that's sort of the end of that. And then mm-hmm. they have to sort of emotionally come together. But again, that leads, you know, now she's completely different. Now sex is already to her like a... Uh, well, okay, let's just get this done. You know, it was this big mystery for her for the first half of the movie. And now it's just sort of like, oh, well, because
2: because he's not a healthy guy in this area. And and I'm going to guess the dude at the lake wasn't either. And so it's like, she hasn't had that experience yet where it's like, oh, this is actually like, uh, a thing where we both, you know, engage in it and and all of this stuff. It's like instead, it just felt very like. And now we've done the thing, so I can say I've done the thing. It's right. Like, mm.
0: Well, I don't get the feeling that he's a very thoughtful lover. I get the feeling that's well, like. Well, that's what I mean. Is I
2: think yeah. I think he isn't, and I think he also. Um, I think what Longino was saying is very true. I get the sense that there's definitely some like trauma and some disconnect. If the genders mm-hmm. were reversed, if we talk about the gender stuff the genders were reversed and this, and this protagonist was a woman. Right. We would a hundred percent assume that it was trauma.
0: Right. Well, we would assume it. Yeah. This. We would assume it before even, yeah. Before, before he even,
2: even tells that scene. the story. Yeah, yeah. we would just assume because he mm-hmm. sleeps around and which is, you know, not fair, but the fact that he sleeps around the way that he does, where it's like, it's not like, uh, Oh, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm so involved with you when we're together and, you know, uh, Sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. It's like, no, every time it's the exact same way. That sounds like trauma. Right. Yeah. You know? So I think that's really interesting to watch now and with that like thinking looking at it in that way, you know. Yeah. Well, I also
1: think he he does sort of fail her I mean oh, yeah. every every step of the way. He fails <laughs> and he, her butt, and he like knows
2: it too. And that's <laughs> yes. what's interesting is watching him struggle with like I can't stop being a fuck up. And yes. this is like my one chance that I can see to not be one but you know
1: for for me his biggest failure is is actually when when she confronts him with this um truth of of this this lake affair she's had or whatever <laughs> which by the side note I do actually love the the Rashomon-esque like what happened at the lake you know we don't <laughs> we, we kind of know but not really right and it could go everywhere from like the greatest night of her life all the way to rape basically like I don't really know <laughs> we Allie you and I sort of talked about where we we're watching it and we both sort of agreed like it seems consensual because she has yes. guilt and it's not like she's oh my god you won't believe what happened to me that you know I was drunk and this guy attacked me or like it, it's that's what he wants it to be yes yeah but she can guilty. he can't
2: face it. it's just like oh um, I wanted to do it but yeah. for
1: me his big one of his biggest failures of the whole movie is in this moment because first of all like she didn't have to tell him this shit like you know <laughs> yeah. this could have she could take this shit to the grave and that one hundred percent yeah but she's very bold and brave to just go like I don't want to hurt you but like I kind of have to tell you this happened but right. also. I love you. Right. And all open. he hears
2: is you cheated on. me. Yeah. He yes. does.
1: But he doesn't stop to be like, <laughs> Why are you looking at me? <laughs> like, I'm not. <laughs> she's all looking at me. Accusatory. I happen.
2: I happen to look at you.
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> Anyways, I just- understand being angry in that moment and I don't fault him. The yelling or the screaming or the upsetness. Like he has a right to be that way. He, she kind of laid a lot on him. <laughs> right. I, I get it. But as the movie continues,
2: he Just keeps acting like it's just like about that.
1: him, it's just like yeah. my heart's broken, <laughs> she cheated on me, boo hoo hoo. And I'm like, dude, can you stop for one minute to be like, why did that happen? Right, right. and why did she tell you about it? Yeah. And what? And she's continually being like, I love you, and that you know, he doesn't really, I think, reflect on like. Why that happened or what he did? The best he can muster is like, well, dressing
2: up and yeah, yeah, house. I'm gonna,
1: exactly. Like I'm going to look like a Bible salesman. <laughs> yeah, put some dapper dan in my hair, and now I'm a I'm, I'm a upstanding citizen, and
2: surely, yeah, which she's
0: never seen yeah. you as. I was actually wondering. I was like, is he going to see her? Is he going like to that a funeral? Because yeah.
2: yeah, or like a job interview. I, yeah, I, I thought, oh, he's
0: finally
1: going to get too. a job. Yeah, I, yeah. Me, 42 year old me, was like, <laughs> finally, young man, some some guidance in like, well, oh, wait, you're just going to her. Door. It's so
2: I funny because you're joking about getting a job and stuff, and instead, it's like I i thought that too, but I just kept being like, dude, find something, like, right yeah. like, get excited about the clown thing or something, like, do something with your time, like, uh, you know. Well, that was, like, I think, purposeless I mean, folks, you know. Yeah,
0: no, I think that's the subtext is yeah. like everybody is sort of, you know, purposeless in yeah. this movie, including yeah. her to a large degree. I mean, yeah
2: you get the sense that she's a little bit more of a searcher though. Like just the way she kind of like her fear about college is really funny and specific. Like she's afraid to go to college because it's going to be like sad girl poetry. And what was the other one, like, drum hacky circles. sacks or something? Yeah, drum, drum circles. circles. Of
1: drum circles going on by that river with them doing fuck nothing, fuck by my the way. Fuck like, might yeah. as well go to college, because yeah. you're you're with a bunch of hacky sack motherfuckers, like, all day. <laughs> you know?
2: But it sort of, like, tells you, it's like, she's sort of seeking sincerity, right? Like, it's, yeah. it's like her fear about college is that she's going to be around a bunch of people who act like they're intense, but they're not sincere, you know? I thought that was really... A cool bit. I like that.
0: But I do think there, it, there's a reason you see her working at the factory. Yes, there is. And I, you don't get any other hint that she's going to do anything other than. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I yeah. get the feeling that she's home to stay and she's sort of made her choice. And that in itself is sort of sad because, again, purposeless. And exactly. not for any good reason other than, eh because she's hanging out with Danny McBride doesn't seem to be like a oh my god this is such a great relationship he and I got going on in fact speaking of the masculine to feminine she's wearing the like the dude clothes he comes out and he's like dressed the best he's ever been dressed. His <laughs> yeah. hair is done. Yeah. He's wearing like the skinniest shirt he's he can manage. Tri- he's
2: trying. His he-
0: hands are wet and
1: he's holding them like he just got his nails done. Yes. Give some credit to Danny McBride. That oh, man, yeah. the hero of the movie. like <laughs> yeah. he, he watered the garden. He tended the roses. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying. It's, he's it's, like, it's,
2: now make it mac and cheese. Yeah. Like, it's interesting. He put in
0: work. Yes. Well, it's interesting <laughs> to me that the, that, you know, if you're just taking the metaphor, she's the man. he's the lady and Danny McBride who was the fucking goofus of the fucking you know first half of the movie he's the one that figured out well, if she wants me to dress up and you know do get my nails done, I'll do it
1: because it, you know Dude, I can. I, I was that guy. I remember. <laughs> this guy is the real hero. Like the the friend of the girl. The girl's hung up on some fucking moron, and you're just like, hey, yeah. I'm hey, I'm right here. Like I'll treat you nice. Like what do you say? You know, and then just no, no. old fucking Trevor down by the mill or whatever his fucking name is like like this fucking dipshit like (laughs) maybe I don't know maybe I'm bringing some personal things to this viewing I I don't know as we always
2: do yes well I love that um, bust ass is basically the ducky of this film yeah
1: He well, he does bust his ass. He as, does, as his name states. Yeah, good I do love.
0: There's one point where she, even she calls him bust ass. She's like bust ass says. And he's like his name's not bust ass. His name's Tracy, <laughs> <laughs> which is him. awesome because
2: you're like, oh, no wonder he went with bust ass. Like, I
0: just I think it's funny that he's like trying to ruin just that. Even that he's yeah. like, you think he's bust? Well, fuck you. He's Tracy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's uh he's quite a fellow, our Paul. Yes.
1: But so okay now in the context of this our final film and this five film uh, uh, potpourri of the (laughs) web cinema that we have now amazing five (laughs) it was interesting to like because this is Young Love right this is a Young Love movie maybe that's part of what I'm reacting to so viscerally is like this is a time that has sunset for all of us at this table. <laughs> like, and Fuck I, you. I, I, <laughs> no, I'm not saying love's dead. I'm no, just saying, no, I, you, I totally get I mean. it. I totally get so may, it. So maybe I'm being, I, I. I could totally see in my 20s feeling completely differently about this movie. Yeah. Uh, Nelson, you mentioned Garden State. That came out really near to here. We've right. covered that on this podcast. Yes, I was very high on Garden State when I was in college <laughs> and very negative on Garden State when I was in my 40s. Right. So, like, maybe that's part of the energy I'm bringing here. But I should give the movie credit. Like, it is about young love and it is a complicated film. So. Yes.
0: Well, and uh, given that, you know, that it is about young love and it is about people that... This is the great thing about Young Love. People do stupid shit because in the moment, you can't even explain it. You just do dumb shit, and then later on when you're older, you're like, I don't know what I was even thinking at that point because it just seems stupid to have done that. And yet, in the moment, you're like, I can't help it.
2: Well, I mean, you literally, what is it? The, your prefrontal cortex literally isn't even <laughs> right. fucking fully formed right. at this point. I mean, it's like we have now learned that literally you are incapable of making the smartest possible choice pretty much at that age. Right. So there is that. I really, I, I love that this is a young love film where no, like I kept saying, it's like nobody's necessarily extraordinary. They all kind of fuck it up, but there is a real sincerity to it. You believe them. You just don't know that you're rooting for them to be together. <laughs> right. Well, that's... You know? I mean... If that anything, you're almost not. You're like, I feel like you guys already got what you could out of the situation. Now grow separately and yes. find other people. Well,
0: that's why it might be a happy ending. Because it's yes. like she's... You know, she's given him the honest, like, you have my heart. And then... But I'm going back to Danny McBride right now. For whatever that means. He then takes his dog out and, you know, hangs out with his dog and...
2: The best scene in the movie. Yeah. And that's... <laughs> and for him,
0: that's like, well, maybe... and. I kind of took that as since the, the last thing we see is him alone with his dog. it was the choice of like maybe I just need some alone time for a mm. while. Maybe yeah. I just need to be by myself to reflect to learn and grow. I don't know, but I, I need something different and it was it was a different choice so yeah, I, you know it was nice and subtle and that it way, may yeah.
1: lead to self-awareness. Yeah I guess that's that's my biggest question with the intent of the movie. I understand the motivations of the characters within the movie, but are the filmmakers that are telling the story expecting the viewer to be like on their side (laughs) rooting for them? Or do they expect them to be frustrated and be maybe not all the way on board? I don't actually know. I feel
2: like it's both. I mean, Mm -hmm. and I think you absolutely can have both, right? Like a really good character is somebody that you're like, it's just like a real person. And that you're like, there's things that you're doing where I'm like, Yeah 100% with you And other times you're like You fucking idiot Right And so I thought that was What Hmm. made the film so engaging Was that kind of push pull Because I kept being like There'd be a whole scene Where even just a single scene Where I'd be like I don't know how to feel About this scene Right (laughs) This is a frustrating film But in a way that feels rewarding
1: Did their intent allow for an audience member that like hates the main character. I guess that's like—is that a viewing that is like valid? And they, were, like, I oh, think that's so. Okay.
2: Honestly, I think so because this just this definitely feels like I. You know, earlier I was saying Cassavetes and stuff. Like, you can see the influence of those kinds of movies right. on this. It's like mm-hmm. it feels very Cassavetes meets Terrence Malick. It's like it's very beautiful, but folks. Clearly it's like if that was all scripted, I'll eat my jacket. Oh like, no, it was improv they and- like
0: made a big deal out of like they had like script and then the, the more they stuck to it, the more David Gordon Green was like, This fucking sucks. Just start just start talking. Yeah, and you would sort of leave them in improv and they threw out like the first 40 pages of the movie. I don't know if that meant they shot it also, but no
2: wonder
1: I didn't like the first 30 minutes. <laughs> <It's> like they're <laughs> just making
2: shit up like they that. Are. That's just what it felt. and honestly, you could feel that, but there's a, I think there's that romance to the filmmaking of like we're going to improvise it and because sometimes it does really work. But a right. lot of times in my opinion, you know, not every actor has a spectacular sense of story like <laughs> in terms of really how to move um how to keep moving a scene along in a dramatic way well again
0: that's where Danny McBride is the real hero I think out of all of them he's the one he's
2: constantly got that anchor in him he's the
0: one who's like he's making the jokes he's making the you know the wacky you know this guy's a douche or whatever but he's also the guy that's kind of nudging a thing out nudging the story forward it's like hey oh ha ha his sister's pretty hot what do you think of his sister and it's like you know (laughs) what I mean you're getting story out of him right well
2: that's the thing because he's like he's also a writer but it's like that, that that's why it's like, and I'm not knocking any actor who can't do that. That's not usually their job. I, in some and cases, it's, okay, it's not, you know? you know, it's not
0: the intention of their, you know, Absolutely. they need to be in the moment and feel Absol- the moment.
2: 100%. So. And for that way, in that way, I thought the performances across the board were great. But yeah, I think it's, it definitely feels like a movie where you're like, no, I don't necessarily need you to love this guy. I just. I
0: don't, th- I would honestly, know. if I was to. Uh, like he know.
2: felt like, it felt like the director was also frustrated with him.
0: I, I get the, yeah, I was going to say, if you ever met David Green I, and asked him, hey, were you like trying to show this guy was an asshole? And, did, you know, I would I would think he would be like, oh, yeah, we wanted to show, you know, how far we could stretch audience sympathy if you like the girl. You know what I mean? Because I get the feeling they like the girl. But it's written by the guy.
1: Mm-hmm. And the guy has his real name. <laughs> He's like borderline <laughs> Zach Braff, guardist. Like, I feel like he thinks this guy's great. I don't know. I don't know. I don't well I don't think David Gordon Green thinks he's well, good. Yeah. David Gordon Green should have seen Danny McBride and been like, put me in, coach. So like, <laughs> no. like Danny McBride, I, that you are right. Like he is the shy he like kills it in this movie. You can totally see why he went on to have a career oh, that yeah. was incredible. Yeah. And like, I'm not kidding. I think you put him in as the lead and that like it's
2: it's a better movie.
0: Like, Probably. But you know, how can you know that? How can you know when you're in oh, your I know. I know. <laughs> Well maybe they did. Everybody, you know, everybody Because well, then they
2: started putting him in the lead in a lot of things <laughs> well, because not they like, knew. You yeah. know when
0: you were, you know when you knew Jody, wasn't he always talking about, "Oh my friend Danny, my, my
2: buddy Danny, my buddy Danny. Yeah. My buddy Danny, yeah.
0: he's just the funniest guy. Yeah. And
2: I was like, "Yeah, he is. Good move."
0: <laughs> yeah. So that's why he got he became the star yeah. of yeah. the Foot Fist Way, so. Yeah. And thus it was written.
2: <laughs> but now I almost want to see Danny McBride in, like, a fairly straight romantic lead. Just because, like, him being bringing his, like, weird oh, yeah. specificity to, like, a, an otherwise fairly straight guy, not like a... You know, not like a Danny McBride special. But yeah, just no, like, I'm totally ready. That would be I really fun. Be incredible. I yeah. think Danny McBride right, in a straight... I'll be right back. I'm going to
0: go right there. <laughs> yeah, Danny McBride in a straight role. We all want to see real. it.
1: I mean, this is the closest I've ever seen. Like, yes, he was funny in this movie, and he was definitely a bit of comedic relief, but, like, it's probably one of the most grounded characters I've ever seen him play. Right. Yeah. And he, like, kind of stole the movie, basically. <laughs> sure. Like, in the, in oh, the yeah. 12 minutes he was in <laughs> <laughs> so. And
2: that's saying something, because these folks are good. So good, yeah, yeah. good 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 good
1: well good.
0: and uh, not for nothing zoe Deschanel. uh awesome she was great and in a way that i had forgotten because i had forgotten she was in the movie because she's acting so differently than the way she sort of chose for later roles like later roles she's a little bit more manic pixie dream girl ethereal like an elf she's much more yeah. like la- i mean she's, she's funny but she's but she's sort of like a, i don't know like a <laughs> is she southern I don't know. I, I gotta I have say, no idea. as
1: someone, because my m- one of my biggest pet peeves is people that put on Southern accents in movies and fail. And I actually thought Zoe Deschanel was had like a spot on well, she's, Southern
0: accent. She's uh, the daughter of the Deschanel, the Caleb Deschanel, Caleb really Deschanel. famous cinematographer. Okay, so she's L.A. I think. She probably but it, nailed
1: it. I don't know if it's they just she hung out there for a year or whatever. <laughs> but like that North Carolina accent, she it was spot on. So oh, I was I was cool. very impressed by that. Yeah, she
0: she was great and she was, you know, vulnerable and I believed that she was like
2: very relatable.
0: Yeah, she she captured she captured that like sort of young naivete, but still sort of like not, you know, dumb naivete. Well, I love
2: that I love that she just chose to have faith in him, which is what, you know, which is what love really is, right? Or falling in love is, is, is choosing to have faith in this person. Like he keeps being You know He's like Oh you trust me And he's yeah, like Almost foolish, foolishly and he's, <sighs> and he's disturbed by no. that Oh you trust me Like oh right Cause yes Because that's the responsibility Of being mm-hmm. in a relationship With somebody right. Is like You have to be trustworthy
0: Yeah But she's anxious man She's wanting that dick <laughs> <laughs> And he's got her, you know, and that he, whitey <laughs> tidy <laughs> and he's gotta tell her to simmer down, you know <laughs> That's the funny part is like she's basically like unzipping his fly and she's like ready to go to town and she's like, I yeah. trust you, you know, let's get this done And he's like, no, baby, I mustn't
2: that, Well, I mean, if anything, he's the one who has the shame about this stuff right And she doesn't, which I really love and I can see why I connected with that back then too because I would remember being like, around so many of my friends and they would feel sort of strange and shameful about this stuff and it's like or have you know just had had sure. colored experiences and I was like
1: nope. I, yeah. I, maybe I just haven't had the same life experience but I'm those scenes especially that hotel scene like when he said we're not having sex tonight I was like this is science fiction. like, that's <laughs> I was like this is this is insane. Like, like,
2: like, well that's why I like that this is science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that. That like you say, that's what part of what it feels like a betrayal because it is yes. embarrassing for her. Yeah. She's like, wait, because we are taught reaction. all our lives, like all they want is to get in your pants, protect it with all fucking might, you know? Like that's the only thing, and so it's like if they're not doing that, you're like, what's wrong with me?
0: Well, and I think it's interesting that you know? her first sexual encounter, probably, you know, her whole life is like you say, probably leading to that. And her first sexual encounter is wham, bam, thank you, Mm ma'am. And she's sort of like, oh, oh, it can be, oh, I see. And she's sort of like.
2: It can be different kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. And she
0: sort of automatically assimilates in a way that he does not, which is crazy. Like she does it after one time or at least one time, I guess. one because it's
2: not her trauma, right? Right. It's, you know. It's It's just a time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that probably speaks to that moment where it's like, you know, because we were like,
1: well, is it, you
0: know, was it. True, 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 true. for her it was like well like you said Allie she's got the guilt and everything else which probably meant that in the moment she's like yeah this is probably fine let's do this shit and it was fine, or he was, you know, this was great for I, ten seconds or I, whatever. I think she was mad
2: at
1: him. Like she's, she's <laughs> like, I'm she was cutting my hair him. and fucking this other guy. It's like, <laughs>
2: I thought she was fuck mad this at guy. Yeah, I that's could just, he, I could just hear all her girlfriends being like, fuck him, cut your yeah, hair and do whatever yeah. you want this weekend.
1: Totally. <laughs> whatever you, you did, what you paid for a hotel room and he said no. Yeah, yeah. it's like you know, yeah, that, he, he doesn't want you. Like, are and, you it's, kidding me?
2: and it's so sad because you're like, obviously you should be able to take your time if you want to take your time. Time as a boy but like that really does i was
0: gonna say if you flip that around if oh if the dude paid for a hotel room is like i want to get fucked tonight and she's like we're not having sex tonight then you'd be like yeah you better fucking not touch her then
2: right no it's absolutely fucked up like i mean it's fucked up because it's like no you should you should be able to like call it at any time but the way he calls it is just like it is so avoidancy, and it's just not. Yeah. It doesn't but, feel. Well,
1: you don't get to skinny dip in the jacuzzi. He, like, <laughs> give me a fucking break. Like, well, here's it, the thing. It's
3: okay consent
2: to say is, no, consent. Boy. is Consent is consent.
0: Yeah. Here's 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 what I'll say. She's mad at him. You know, you you mentioned it as a betrayal, John and Allie, You're you're saying that you know, you're sort of agreeing on this point that it's sort of a, a betrayal, and she's mad at him, right? And,
2: it's not to, necessarily betrayal, but it just, it's, it's, I I could see how it embarrasses her. Yes. And makes no, her I, I, question I'm, I'm her just condition. trying to like line these things yeah. up.
0: It's like these reactions lead to poor choices. Like yes. if she's like thinking about it, she's like, oh, is this really, you know, the best thing to do? But she's like, you say, she's angry and she's looking for something else. Yeah. And yeah. So, I mean, that's the young love thing, right? It's like you're embarrassed, something happens. And so your first reaction is, well, how can I you know make myself feel better you know how can mm-hmm. I how can I you know
2: <laughs> maybe and also like maybe it isn't such a big deal maybe right. I think this thing with this guy is such a big deal but maybe it's not right and then she gets together with somebody else and is like ah oh, it is a big deal god damn it
0: <laughs> that's true too maybe you know? she's like well maybe it's no big thing and then she doesn't it's like oh if well, I have done
1: this with him it might have been good it was clearly impromptu because man it was really dumb of her to be like, I've got a surprise for you. (laughs) Like like she's cut her hair. She's like, I don't know if you'll like it or not, but we'll see. And then like that man, talk about setting yourself up for a really awkward conversation.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty, what's the surprise, huh?
2: Well, Well, you know, uh... it's so annoying. This boy just won't leave me alone. (laughs) I was like, Ooh,
1: yeah,
0: that was well. See, that to me, the touches like that are the things that are well done. Where it's like the guy in the window being, you know, fucking won't leave her alone, and she's like smiling at him and like cutesy waving to him, and then like oh, yeah, this guy won't leave me alone. And on the one hand, maybe you're like, oh well, maybe she's just playing along, but then it's like, well, is that's probably the dude, right? I mean, you know, chances oh, yeah. are that's probably the absolutely. guy. I think that's yes. supposed
2: to be the dude. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Which I, I love that. I love that. Like maybe even in her head, she's sort of like. Yeah, he's kind of annoying, but he's kind of. I think cute. she's lying on the phone. You think so?
1: Because the because her her um, body language mm-hmm. in the scene and mannerisms is pretty flirtatious, right. and it doesn't strike me as like go away, right? But she's on the phone because she's like, oh, this yeah, this guy's bothering me, but like it didn't seem that way. I don't know. I mean, he, had, he, he also looked like a douche. So right, I was gonna but say like,
0: he, he he looked like you know your garden variety douchebag. We'll douche. never know.
1: Who knows? <laughs> That's right. Uh, regardless we should get to the moment of judgment oh finally for uh, all the real girls
0: yeah why is it called all the real girls do you think
2: I know I kept thinking about that and and I think it's it's honestly feels like a lovely sort of sign of respect for all the characters because it's like every one of the people in this movie even though we can see them as kind of fuck ups or we Mm. can see them as sort of you know bumbling and so forth it's like they feel very real and they're very real to each other like their feelings are very intense right. with regard to each other and and so it's almost like he's starting to re- really see all of these girls as very real. Mm. That's interesting sure. because when so you that's say what yes. I got all this, the so real sure.
0: girls you'd probably, you probably don't you know girls plural you don't put that on like the main characters. No, so.
2: yeah, I'd say I'd say it's like basically looking at all of them as, as full hmm. full interesting. people. Look you at know? That. But that's I, my thought.
1: To the question of whether all the real girls held up or not, I'm actually going to start with me. I feel, normally <laughs> I would end it, but I, you know, I don't want to end this on like a totally sour note. And I'm like, I'm really struggling with this one. I will be completely honest. Oh, that's good. It is not what I expected. Oh. And parts of the movie I found downright infuriating. But <laughs> I'm really enjoying our conversation about it, and it's like. Truly, I don't think it's a it's a binary choice. Like I there are parts of the movie I I rather enjoyed and right. there's parts of the movie I really dislike. I think ultimately if I'm going on what like what I came in thinking, I, I have to go it didn't hold up right. because it's sort of a mixed bag for me. Yeah. But I that's that. that's not to say that it's it's a it's terrible or anything. Like right. I, I I'm fascinated by our conversation. Yeah. But for me it it's it's a it doesn't hold up. But uh Nelson, what'd you think?
0: Uh, I may shock you. Uh, I actually am holding it to the standard of when I first watched it. And I think I felt more for it when I first watched it. So I'm going to say, similarly to yours, I'm going to say it has a lot of things in it that I think are admirable and great. And the acting is amazing. And, you know, there's a lot of things I really like about it, but it really was not quite the movie I remembered. So I will say it doesn't, hold up to my previous viewing however I still enjoyed it I got you know it was really interesting to see a David Gordon Green movie now that he's kind of gone more genre mainstream like a more languid like thoughtful piece than you know Exorcist the Believer or whatever (laughs) Um, yeah and you can see a lot of like where he's coming from in this movie and and I like that a lot so I actually like the movie quite a bit it's just that I remember like being super impressed by this movie and now I'm feeling like now that time has passed, I'm like ah, it's a great first effort. I can see, you know, he deserved everything that came in the wake of it. But I also think he's also. I think I like his other movies better, so I'll I'll go with a slightly does not
1: hold up. Okay. And Allie, there. Uh, Allie, I wanted to break tradition and give you the last word on this one. So. <laughs> and that's smart. Did it hold up for
2: that's you? That's very kind. Um, I you know I I feel like this movie's just too good it's still a better movie than most movies. And so I, I would say that I'm going to still say that it holds up, but I think it's a bit of, it's a lot more of a squeaker than I expected (laughs) because I I do think there's just, there's a lot. I love me an unlikable protagonist. I'm all for it. I love, I love the, the realistically glacial process that he has (laughs) in terms of learning that happens in this movie. I appreciate all of that, but there's just so many moments in this that just felt um, that just felt like okay. Can we move it all along? Or <laughs> yeah, can, it felt you know like- it just it, there was there was just a lot of thing, and that's the stuff that I feel like doesn't hold up as well because I feel like that is a very time and place yeah kind of style of filmmaking mm. that was very like. But we're just gonna strip it down, and we're gonna have very real people, and they're just gonna like say things that don't always really move things along or don't always <laughs> make sense. And and there's some a lot of value to that, but it's also it just with actually trying to enjoy it, it got a little it's a little wonky. So I would still say it holds up though, because I think it's much more beautiful and interesting than the average bear. So I still think it's a very worthwhile movie. But I don't yeah, I didn't love it as much as I used to. <laughs> but I also think mm-hmm. some of that might be like kind of what we've talked about on the podcast before, where it's like, what is a move how does a movie serve you at different ages, right? Like at different right. times of yeah. your life. And it's like watching it now is a lot more frustrating. <laughs> you know? I think when you're like, you know, when you're more, uh, what would I have been? 26 at the time, I think, when it came out. And so it's like, there's there's just a lot more like, oh, this is all sort of recent
3: <laughs>
0: right. watching
2: it then. And now I'm like, oh, guys, <laughs> you'll be fine.
0: See, I would also, I mean, to that, uh, you know, comparison, I would say this sort of almost for me, gets the like, the before uh, sunrise bump where it's like, when I saw Before Sunrise, I've said this before. When yeah, I saw yeah. Before Sunrise at the age that the characters were at, I was angry with the film. Right,
2: and you had the reverse thing. And then yeah. later
0: on, when I saw the you know uh, Before Sunset, and I realized, oh, they were stupid kids, and they were meant to be stupid kids, and I then I liked it a whole lot more. I like the movie. I like all the real girls for that. I actually do like the. I like it.
2: I like it too. It's just sometimes it just got a little bit frustrating, but yeah. it's like. But my God, I mean, it's gorgeous to look at. The performances are great. That opening scene is like one of the best, like, we're falling in love with each other, isn't this wild <laughs> scenes that I've ever seen still? I think that scene really holds up wow. well. I,
1: I hate, we didn't really talk about this scene much, but I. You didn't it like It gave that me scene. a bad impression of him from the jump. Oh, that's so funny. Because she's like, "Are you gonna kiss me?" And he's like, "Golly, tree, I don't know, maybe." And I was like, "This fucking guy, like that was
2: like, <laughs> like I he really turned you're, me off." You're like her. the crab in Little Mermaid, kiss the girl, yeah, kiss the girl. Basically, like I'm, she's looking like good. It dude. It was like a her.
1: microcosm. It's actually, I didn't really think about it. It is a microcosm for the entire movie. Yeah. Which yes, is just it like, is. It's that if you don't like that first scene, that's the movie. And yeah, he's like, "Well, no," and then she she kisses him like straight up. Like, oh yeah, it's just so anyway that's interesting that you you see it as this view of like young love and it's very sweet I wanted (laughs) to slap him like I couldn't it's very
2: sweet but it's also very frustrating I mean it's like but I mean I was more uh, I was kind of always more of the assertive one and so that was a little more of a relatable experience for me where it's like no but how about now and they're like I don't know (laughs) we just started dating I'm like what the fuck
0: shit needs to be right
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god
0: uh, no. Can I just say, uh, first of all, thank you, Allison, for uh, oh, yes. sticking with us for all five parts of this uh, fun. atrocity. Uh, <laughs> hey, even, you know. even
2: The Rock was fun because it was with y'all and my bro- and my buddy Lizzie. And so it was like, even though that movie was insufferable, it was really <laughs> fun to talk to y'all about it. So
0: I just I, I, I earlier on, I had this thought and I wrote it down. It was a hundred episodes, eight years 17 different guests over, you know, 33 different episodes, one spin-off series, 126 movies we've done with this series, folks. Wow. And we have one amazing audience. Thank you very much for joining us for this entire uh, nonsense.
2: That is lovely. And I am honored to have been on it so much. And I, and I, and I know at least a small part of that isn't just because I live with you.
0: <laughs> I should mention really quick. I keep forgetting to mention this this whole month. The idea of us digging a movie out of a bowl randomly and watching it, Wes Human, who is a friend of ours and a listener of the podcast, he had that idea first. He he had originally written in and suggested that we try like a Kevin Smith movie. We do like a we reach in and do Kevin Smith. Yes,
1: that's right.
0: And so I I I, I keep forgetting to acknowledge that. Thank you, Wes. The bowl
1: idea is great. It's been, you know, a joy. <laughs> thank you for that. Awesome. That's, yes, thank you. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yes, Wes, thank you for listening. We miss you terribly. <laughs> Nelson, It's it's been incredible doing a hundred of these with you, a hundred plus, <laughs> and let me tell you that you will have my heart Aww. forever. <laughs> Aww. Lovelies. Uh, So those of you listening, um, thank you for making it all the way to this moment and all the way through all five parts of episode 100. We did it. We are here next month. Nelson and I have something a little special cooked up for episode 101 you yeah. will have to stay tuned.
0: Yeah, so come back in like two days and, yes. and you're gonna get to hear <laughs> because man, we gotta keep this train fucking rolling. So but, since
2: it's gonna be episode one oh one, is it a movie about, you well, know, learning or teaching? I will, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will give a hint. You might feel a little deja vu
2: (laughs) I guessed
1: until next time um, you can uh, reach us at our website holduppodcast.com or you can email us at holduppodcast at gmail.com with all of your questions comments or suggestions for future episodes thank you so much for listening and until next time nobody move nobody gets hurt